Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. A conversation between passionate property management specialists and guests leading up to the PMC conference on the 14th and 15th of November. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable. New Zealand, it is David Faulkner here. Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Show. We've had a bit of a hiatus for a couple of weeks. I'm joined with my usual fellow presenters. I've got Will Alexander from Renty and Harrison Vaughan from Tommy's Property Management. Hi guys, how are you doing? Very good, thanks. Good. Very good, thank you. Good, good to be here. And Will, you've been over in Australia. What have you been doing over there, mate? I have. Um, I went over to the MRI conference in Sydney, and it was it was fantastic. It was really good. It wasn't too property management based. It was more techy, which was uh, really interesting for me. Um, I have to say one of the standout things for me when I was there is how nice it was to walk through Sydney CBD and see it bustling with people and it was vibrant and it just felt like normal and it was lovely it was just people out sitting outside having lunches and stuff it was just it was really really cool to see but um yeah fantastic conference mri are doing really good stuff they're a beast of a business yeah. um, it's actually exciting for the industry all right and and is that your first time out of new zealand it is. Yeah, I've travelled here, there and everywhere in New Zealand, but uh, first time out of New Zealand since COVID. Yeah, it was yep. great. Oh, I bet it was great. To, I bet that would have been a fantastic feeling. And Addison, what have you been up to, mate? What are, where are you at the moment? Uh, I'm just sitting in my office at the moment. I, I'm having a very busy week because I am about to actually jet off to Australia um, early next week for a two-week holiday, putting my feet up. So as you can imagine, before you go away, you're, you're rushing through everything, trying to get two weeks' worth of work done in one. Okay, okay. Well, I'm sure that you'll have a good holiday. And Will, where are you at the moment, mate? You're back in Auckland? Or are you travelling New Zealand again? What are you up to? I'm having a week based in Hawke's Bay, sitting in my office at home. Um, being a dad for the first time this year and dropping my kids off and picking them up. And um, it's lovely. It's uh, well overdue. I know what it's like being away from family. I mean, I've still got my family down in Wellington and I'm up in Palmerston North at the moment and we're trying to sell our, our house in Wellington and, God, the market is absolutely dead. And uh, it's becoming to be quite a bit of a frustration at the moment. We're actually weighing up, do we do we rent out the house? Um, and and or, or do we just hang in there? Uh, because at the moment, I mean, you know, we probably did it all wrong. We bought... Um, probably a little bit too early in the piece in Parmy and, and the market's changed dramatically. You're seeing that property prices are down um, from this time last year in Wellington at nearly 10%. Uh, and, and this leads on to our topic today, guys, um, around what's happening with rents. Are, do rents ever go backwards? And what do you think uh, with what's happening in the world at the moment? There's a whole heap of stuff going on at the moment uh, back in my old country the uk i see they had a bit of a mini budget um basically giving the government license to print more money slash taxes and property and the and the pound against the dollar has absolutely plummeted raising fears of big interest rate hikes 
which will really slow down the property market. And, um, you know, is that going to have a roll on effect on, on rents? So the question we're asking today on the Alternative Property Management Show is, do rents ever fall? And do you think rents will fall? Harrison, what are you seeing down in the markets in Wellington at the moment? Are you seeing um, rents stabilising? Are they still going up? Are they actually going backwards? What are you finding there, mate? Well, look, look, it's a bit of it's a bit different all across the board, David. So for us, it really depends on the type of property. So we've had massive price drops in things like apartments. Um, you know, I think COVID and lockdown made a lot of people want a bit of an outdoor area, want a bit of grass under their feet. Um, so apartments have been very hard to rent, and we've definitely got a massive oversupply, similar to Auckland prices have dropped but they they haven't continued to drop they dropped probably five to seven percent and have sort of stayed at that lower amount um and and, and stayed there where, where we're seeing price increases is more around the large family homes so large family homes in wellington have still maintained their price four or five bedrooms simply because um a lot of families moved back into their homes over covid right. and are still occupying them so as a result um, there's been a massive shortage in the Wellington rental market for good family homes with good family-friendly outdoor areas. So um, a bit of both, David, a bit of both in terms of rents going up, rents going down. Um, like you say, it, a lot of it comes back to basic supply and demand. You know, what is the supply of that particular type of property versus the demand? I tell you what, Addison, you, I'm listening to you and it's like music to my ears. You've got a shortage of four-bedroom houses with good outdoor areas. I can think of a particularly good house, which is actually on the market for sale right now, which has a four bedrooms and a fantastic outdoor area. So, you know, hurry up and find me a tenant, mate. Will, what do you reckon is going to happen uh, with rents at the moment? Because, uh, I mean, you're going around the country, you go and see many offices, uh, you're dealing with rent, he's just dealing with just about got offices all over the country now. Uh, what are you hearing on the grapevine, mate? Yeah, interesting, eh? It is an interesting space at the moment, and the market has definitely changed. Um, I guess, um, you know, very, very hard to know what's going to happen, but all I know is I think at the moment um, there is no rule book. Um, I think we're entering into a market post-COVID that no one could have forecasted or predicted, and it's an unknown. I mean, the printing of money it concerns me, um, you know, what's going on in China with the with the housing market concerns yeah. being massive, massive um, potential financial collapse there. Things like that. But look, I mean, I, I refer back to things I've worked through in my career through the GFC, um, through the Christchurch earthquakes, uh, through COVID. I mean, the Christchurch earthquakes were an exception, but I remember all those people moving to Auckland and um, pushed rents up significantly. I, I vividly remember just the endless influx of families relocating. Um, during the GFC, the, the standout um, uh, memory for me is a lot of Australians bailing out of the market and conscious, I was always so surprised that I thought there was a GFC, but there appeared to be people with so much money everywhere yeah you know and and it was fascinating it's kind of like the people with all the money really came out in that tough time and um and during those times you know i don't ref remember recall um any significant deduction in rents there were 
there were periods of um, vacancy and, and like yep. kind of like what um, Harrison was referring to, you know, the the apartments which I specialised in uh, in my early career, um, some of those sat for a while, you know, um, and you had to spruce them up or, or get them to the forefront. But I think generally rents will continue to go up. The only thing I see really if that what would make them go down is if they removed or changed the barrier to market for getting a mortgage and all of a sudden getting a mortgage was like what it used to be. I mean, I had a 4% deposit when I bought my first house. Um, I mean, if you ever see that sort of thing again, then um, I would see the rents come down big time. So rents will go down, but property prices may go up because if you open up the gates again, I mean, yep. you know, I mean, it, it's what what I picked on what you said, Will, before, because I remember like 2007, 2008 GFC. And yeah, same mm -hmm. thing. We, and, and the data that I look at through the Ministry of Business, Innovation, Employment, the MB data with <laughs> rents and bonds, there is definitely a slowdown in rents around that 2008 time. But, you know, I've, I've not really seen historically rents go backwards. But I mean, I'm just today probably because I'm getting a bit older and whether I'm getting wiser or not, I don't know. I just think, what is going on in the world? Because it seems all you hear about is cost of living crisis, inflation, house prices mm. slowing down, a market grinding to a halt. Um, which I can, you know, verify. I'm experiencing it myself personally. But everywhere I go, the bars seem to be busy. People are crying out for staff. Um, there doesn't seem to be any um, recession going on at the moment, and I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I'm, I'm just like you say, what's happening in China with property there and developers just tipping over. I mean, mm -hmm. it's hard to see what's going to happen in the future. I tell you, I've got a bit of a theory, and I, you, know, you may disagree, you may agree. I don't know. I mean, I was a, 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 I've spoken at Dunedin Investor Night last Wednesday, um, and I did this presentation on what to expect from the future of renting. And I looked at all the historical data as to what's happened with rents in Dunedin, breaking it down into two markets. You've got the student market and the normal residential market. There's about a 30% difference in rent between the two markets. And looked at the projection of where it would go if it continues at a 4%. Uh, increase, which is basically what happens on average every year. Now, I actually think we're a little bit ahead of the curve as to where rents have traditionally gone. And I can actually, if I'm looking at you know trend lines, I believe that we may actually see a stagnant period of rental growth for potentially three to four years. Um, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It's just a little bit of a theory you've got. And what I also do, guys, well, go on, go on, Will. I, I, what you're showing us before we go, we were speaking, David, that what you're basing your theory on. I mean, that's, that's. Um, I, I think you've eliminated a lot of the guesswork with what you're showing us. And um, I, I kind of think what you're saying is plausible. I mean, you've got hard data there looking at it. And um, I, I, I mean, you know, uh, when I was at the helm of property brokers, uh, we were seeing a 9% growth in rents yep. um, around provincial New Zealand. And it was, it was. I mean, that was nothing compared to the sales market. My God, was that hot. Um, but yeah, I, I think there might be a, a stagnation or, or maybe not that. Definitely, I don't think we're going to see those levels of growth. Yeah. Um, 
I think, you know, like anything in this market, um, there's, there's only two reasons why a property won't rent. It's either priced too high or there's something wrong with it. Yep. That's it really, isn't it? There's, the, the, so, so what I'm trying to say there is there's always someone that will rent the property. Yeah. You know, you don't have a shortage of tenants. You don't have a, a, a saturated market. It's those two things. So there might be a little bit of give and take to get the right person in there, um, but that's worth its weight in gold at the moment. Yeah. I'd, I'd go the right tenant over a, a few extra bucks any day of the week. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Addison, I mean, Will's uh, touched on, um, you know, the properties will rent. How important is marketing in a market where you're starting to get flat rents? Because you guys do some pretty amazing stuff with the marketing of rental properties. Oh, I mean, marketing is absolutely crucial. It, it is it is good to finally see professional marketing um, drip its way into the rental market. Um, you know, when we started Tommy's back in 2017, we were the first company to engage in professional marketers for property uh, rentals here in Wellington. A lot of companies, and some even still to this day, you know, snap a quick picture on an old phone. Um, and your marketing really is, it's your, you're putting your best foot forward. It's your first impression, you know. You really want to make an impact. Here you are, a tenant scrolling down a page of 50 rentals, and you've got to stand out. So your only way to really draw their attention is your small little photo. Um, and then once they're in the property, really selling itself with a fantastic description, um, being really flexible with viewings, you know, not just having one at 6 p.m. on a Saturday, um, you know, being flexible with people. Um, but, yeah, marketing is definitely key. We, we use Matterport here at Tommy's, and that allows um, – you know, any tenant across the world to essentially walk through the property from their computer. So, I mean, that allows us to open up our properties to yeah. a whole other avenue so, of people. Yeah, so what you're saying is, you know, obviously the marketing is key, but you're finding that your apartment market is sluggish, that rents yes. are sticking, but good quality uh, family-orientated homes are still in big demand. That's what you're saying. Yes, definitely. And and especially since the borders recently opened, David, we have had massive inquiries from uh, South Africa, Pacific Islands, Australia, even sort of, um, you know, parts of Asia. So there's lots of people now with with your eyes on New Zealand looking to shift here. You see, and this is why we, we kind of re Interesting. Yeah, got onto this topic this week. I mean, talking with um, new branch that we've got down in Dunedin, uh, and one of the guys there, and, and we both came to the conclusion that if Europe goes belly up, um, depending on what happens in the Ukraine long term and with power prices, gas prices, um, plummeting, high inflation, plummeting pound, whatever, we could see New Zealand could become, and it all it also depends on this government's attitude to immigration. Right? I mean, we could see rents go upwards again if we open up the borders um, because yeah. we need to have the infrastructure to take in immigrants. But we need immigrants because we've got so many businesses which are just crying out for labour. What's your thoughts on that, Will? Yeah, look, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if New Zealand was seen to be a sanctuary across the globe. Um, I mean, uh, you, you know, say what you want about this government, but um, there, there are a lot of people that think that they managed the COVID thing pretty well. Um, 
and and to a degree i think that is it was the case probably not anymore but um um yeah look uh, I, I would love to see um more people come into new zealand i i, I want to see our economy stimulated i mean i live in the hawks bay and uh, I vividly remember heading into autumn and that smell of rotting fruit on all the vineyards and orchards and all that Jeez. sort of stuff because they had no one to pick the fruit. And, uh, you know, I do a lot of running, as you guys know, and, and it was just the distinctive um, memory I had from those few months ago is I was just running along and it was just full. The ground was full of fruit and um, because they had no one to pick it and so you know i I, that's what pushes my buttons is is just that waste i'd I'd love to see people come back in and then we've got more fruit on the shelves and then the prices will come down all that sort of stuff i mean that's inflation 101 you know the cost of getting it to the to the shelves but um yeah look if we have those influx of people then for sure the rents are gonna go up but um just on what you're saying, uh, Harrison, about the marketing. I mean, it's it's so good to hear you guys so passionate and such good drivers in that space. And it's it's why Tommy's are such good market leaders is you get the basics right. But you know, um, people that are taking pictures of toilets nowadays, um, that you know, I mean, it's fair to assume that every toilet in 2022, every house, sorry, has a toilet. You don't need to <laughs> remind people of that. Um, and, you know, just taking a professional approach to that. I mean, my God, it's their name online that they're putting to these properties. You know, it's their profile. It's their reputation. I mean, there is no goddamn way I would be putting anything online with my name as the property manager unless it was good, yeah. professional. And those are the little things that that count at the moment that will get properties rented quickly for the maximum rent. And that's what people need to look for is those people that, have those standards, that professionalism, and and I, I think if they stick with those people, then the rents will will be as good as they are can be at, at that time. It's certainly going to sort out, you know, the, the professional operators in a in a market that does get a bit sluggish, and, and, and yeah. marketing because I mean it, it's the same with real estate, you know, you, you're there sitting in, in in property brokers and the experience agents are just like, well, you know, yeah, we've been here before, you know, and they roll their mm. sleeves up and they actually look forward to markets like this because 12 months ago, you know, there's no brokerage in essence going on. You just listen to a house and you're probably presenting four or five offers to, to a vendor. We're, yeah. we're now... The brokers have got to negotiate and they've got to, it, it's, yeah, they've got to do the marketing right, but they've also got to make the deals happen. And, and but, you know, that's, that's sales, though. That should be, in essence, why they're a sales agent, because um, that's selling. That's the, that's the fun in it. That's the art of sales is the negotiation. And, you know, I work with Russell Smith, and, my God, that guy could sell ice to an Eskimo. Um and, but he loves it, you know. He thrives in that thing where people say no, yeah. um, and and that's where people will thrive. You know, that's the market that they should be flourishing in. But oh. we're going completely off topic here. We're solving the sales problems, but yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so what I want to but, touch on, what I want to touch on, and because I mean, I do like a we do a monthly newsletter at, at Property Brokers, and we I do a regional review. And and the, the, and the this region which really caught my eye, and it's a very small region of New Zealand, the Tararua district. Now, where's the Tararua district? It's got towns like Ekatahuna, Paiatua, 
Dannyburg, Norsewood, Woodville, uh, sparsely populated, only about a hundred, only about nineteen thousand people lived there. And I mean, what we've seen in rents, what has happened there, is absolutely staggering. And and this is why I think you know when government interferes, it can artificially increase rents more than what should happen. And we may have artificially mm. increased them too much. And I'll give you these statistics here, right? So between records began in 1993, the average rent or the medium rent in the Taru district was $100, there or thereabouts. It didn't go past $200 until 2017. All right, so that's a staggering time frame. Wow. Wow. So that's like 20, yes. what is it, 24 years for it to grow $100. It's then gone from $200 to about three hundred in excess of three hundred and fifty dollars in the space of four years that is a staggering increase and i'm thinking why has that happened why has that gone up so much then i went and looked at mm. what's happened with bonds now bonds have steadily increased up until guess what 2017 and then bonds have actually decreased so what it's telling me is that as bonds have decreased, rents have gone up because of a shortage of supply. Now, if we see more people like me who are trying to sell a house but can't sell a house and decide, bugger it, I've got to put the uh, put it back on the market to rent, are we going to see an influx of properties and then rents come back again? I mean, I cannot see how rents could increase by $150 in four years but for the previous 24 years, they've only increased by $100. I mean, it, it, it's a staggering statistic. Fascinating. Supply and demand, quintessential supply and demand, what you just said there. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, really interesting. But look, um, the, 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 the optimist in me says, well, okay, maybe rents come down a little bit, but property management agencies will grow because the properties won't sell and, and they'll go to the rental market as, instead. So um but uh yeah interesting that's a fascinating story yeah really interesting and what what i've seen across new zealand and and, and is that you know property management revenue hasn't decreased it's actually gone up even though property man so in many cases property numbers have dropped for a lot of rent rolls because properties have sold and this is because rents have increased at a much traditionally in much higher rates particularly will as you've identified before provincial new zealand has grown much faster than the cities yeah, yeah. so yes I, it has yeah it has it has i mean, uh, we we talk about also places like you know the, the two cities that we've seen where rents have dropped in recent times is christchurch post the the rebuild and that again that gives them argument to supply versus demand if you have enough supply, you can control the market. The other one is Queenstown. Now, Queenstown dropped $200 in two months post uh, the first lockdown as people just left the country and you had all these holiday homes which actually just flooded the rental market and rents absolutely plummeted. So it, rents do go backwards, but very, very rarely I've seen it go backwards. Addison, what do you think will happen with rents long-term nationwide? Have you got any theories on this? I mean, I've always just thought rents are kind of just inside to sort of inflation. It's a basic cost of living metric out there. Um, 
you know, and, and I, unless we get a massive dumping of properties on the market, and let's be honest with the current government and the way builders and suppliers and everything work here, we're not going to have a massive influx of properties anytime soon. Um, I, I just see rent slowly, gradually going up. There's lots of whispers that there's going to be a lot of people coming to New Zealand because we've been earmarked as a safe haven um, because of how well we did throughout the whole pandemic. Yes, we've lost a whole lot of people to the brain drain to Australia, um, but, but you know, I think it's still going to keep gradually going up. Yes, we are going to get peaks and troughs when, when natural disasters happen or where there's, you know crap weather for essentially a year and no one moves but yeah no rent, rents are always going to keep going up especially here in wellington where you've got lots of government workers lots of transient people um that come into the city work for a year or two and then head on home okay okay i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick up a point on there that addison let's say we're gonna change the government let's say david seymour's the next prime minister all right wellington's yeah. gonna have the hey. wellington's gonna have the cheapest rents in the country because all these government departments are going to disappear and we can actually ask Brooke Van Velden, who's taking part in our political debate at the PMC conference, what they will do. Because he, yeah, he wants to call all these government departments. <laughs> it is going to be such a highlight of the PMC conference. I am really looking forward to that. And, and well done, you guys, pulling that one off because that will be fascinating. Yeah. It'll be bloody interesting. It's the highlight of any property conference out there in 2022 surely yeah well, well it is. And, and, and we've also now got just turn on to the conference because we haven't talked about the conference really we've got chris bishop the so the uh, national uh list mp formerly the the hope valley mp so he's now on board in the political debate and he's the shadow housing spokesperson for national so we've now got chloe swarbrick we've got brooke van velden from act we've got chris bishop from national uh, we've reached out to Labour, right? and we've also reached out because we feel that we've got to have a full representation. So we've reached out to um, uh, to Patty Maori, the Maori Party, as well, to see if they want to be engaged in that debate. So hopefully we can try and get Megan Woods, and, and we can hear it from them because I mean, what we're arguing here, if we think that rents are going to slow down, is there a need for rent controls? You didn't. Um weren't uh, interested in getting that uh, national chat from Tauranga, Sam. Um, oh, God. Until... Well, well, well. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I had to chuck it in. <laughs> we'll make a pun. Come on. Yeah, we've got to. Yeah, oh, we will see. Well, I don't think so, Well, I don't think so. Um, you know, so, I mean... <sighs> Well, Will, what do you think is going to happen with rents across New Zealand? I mean, you know, nationwide we've got this similar pattern of 4%, but do you see different things happening in different markets in New Zealand? Or do you just think it's going to be a steady in line with inflation, though inflation is a little high at the moment? Do you just see it being around that 4% continually growing at that rate? And what relation does yeah. it have to people's incomes? Yeah, I, I would I would say it will continue to increase long term. I mean, obviously there might be peaks and troughs. There could be um, you know large events like COVID that happen that no one can foresee. Um, I, I think the province, provinces are going to continue to grow. I mean, I'm like many people where I've moved out of a major city centre and relocated my family to. Uh, have Lock North and the Hawke's Bay and, and I'm surrounded by people that are doing that and I'm surrounded by people that are looking to rent while they find their feet 
and establish themselves before they buy. So I think you're going to continue to see that. Um, yeah. But overall, I, I, I think the rents, like everything else, will continue to increase. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What happens? All right. Let's just think worst case scenario. And I saw this headline in the UK around there's a big fear because you've got that power poverty that could come into effect. And Harrison, I'm going to direct this question at you. And there's a fear mm. that people are going, we may see high unemployment as wages have increased so much it becomes unsustainable. People start getting laid off. There's talk that that could happen in New Zealand. If we start seeing unemployment increase at a higher rate than what we've seen in the past will rents fall or will do you think that they will continue to grow and how much pressure if it does continue to grow do you think that will put on the state in terms of its social housing um, well i think the answer to that really determines what what parties in power at, at the time i mean if it's if it's labor they'll, they'll just keep putting money at the lower end so that they can keep affording their rents um which obviously i don't think would have too much impact on landlords if it's the other way around then it's national i think national might have a you know a slightly more pragmatic approach and they might sort of look more towards the root of it um and they might offer you know, subsidies to or incentives to landlords to lower their rents into a certain bracket for social housing or something. Um, I think a lot of it, yeah, depends on on the party we have in power. But like I say, I think if Labor's in power, it's it would become very expensive for the taxpayer. I mean, well, go on. I uh, completely agree, and I'll share a short story. I, I heard the other day we'll just um, pick up a really cool agency in Hamilton. And um, he was telling me a story while, about one of the motels that has been fully booked out for emergency housing. And um, every day they get a $200 food voucher. Every and each person? Each person in this motel. So the accommodation is provided and free. And then they get a $200 food voucher per day. And that's 1400 bucks a, a week. That is more than probably the three of us combined with our families included spend on food per week. For How on earth are they going to ever get off that? I mean, that creates a lifestyle that is not sustainable. Two, only for a very small... $200, $200, $200, $200, $200, $200 a day. $200 a day. A day. And, um, you know... Um, that's direct from a general manager of a very large company. Maybe um, maybe there's more to the story, but to your point, um, yeah, it, 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 I, my reaction is exactly was exactly like yours. It was it shocked me, and all I could think of is uh, making it harder and harder for people to transition off that level of support well, into it. everyday real life because yeah, yeah I mean it's just gonna be no a major shock. No one's it's like it's it's like taking a massive pay cut or some or something, you know, it's just gonna be a huge adjustment. Well, so I think I think um you're right to your point, um Harrison, I think uh the you know the government and how easy they make it. I, I understand there's always circumstances and you know, I'm not making generalizations here, and there are people that genuinely need support. But 
in those instances, you've got to ask yourself, you go, jeepers, this seems crazy. I mean, you're not helping anybody there, really, are you? Because there's no incentive no. to get off the path side. Can I ask, can I ask you both? The, the announcement around interest deductibility, not being able to offset your interest. I mean, has that had a negative impact on rents from a tenant's point of view? Yeah, and, and undoubtedly, absolutely. The, in, the person that has paid for that change is the tenant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... unequivocal evidence. Um, absolutely. We never, you know, whenever fees go up, I've just had an owner whose body corporate fees have gone up. And you know the rents, the rent reviews due in four months, and we've got to factor the body corporate rate increase into the rent increase, mm. so that it's covered. So I think you know, as long as landlords keep getting more and more fees slapped on top of them, at the end of the day, it is always going to be the tenant that pays for it. Yeah. What, can... what have you seen around property brokers, uh, David, with that interest deductibility? Oh well, I mean, it, it, it's killed the investor market in terms of people going in to buy investment properties, but certainly now the rent. I mean, what staggered me, you know, is, is the amount of rent increases and how much it's increased compared to, you know, spending the time at Tommy's, you'd see, you know, it'd be in line with the market. Uh, traditionally what it's been, but provincial New Zealand, some of the regions have gone up like 10, 15% in 12 months. So, um, yeah, and, and that long term, it, it, I don't think is sustainable. I don't think I think I think one of uh, Will's kids is trying to invade this podcast here or something or other. You know, he's there giving it the the, the, the not the finger, the middle finger. You know, but the the finger, the hush finger. Anyway, so so, so I think that's probably uh, time for us to, to to wind this up. I mean, we've 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 got over our time slot. Um, guys, thanks a lot for for joining us. What have you got planned this week, Will? Um, or for the next few days? Uh, mate, I'm catching up. I'm doing lots of project stuff, which is great. Um, you know, stepping out of the weeds for a few days and uh, looking to the future of what, what's um, coming up and exciting for Renty. So it's uh, it's really nice to be uh, in that space for a few days. Yeah, yeah. And I see you're also sponsoring the New Zealand Realtors Conference uh, in Queenstown. Yes. Yep, yeah. I've been invited to be a panellist on that for property management. So uh, that's a week after the PMC. So that'll be good fun getting down to the odds of that. And Harrison, you're gonna have a nice little holiday, but we'll try and get a podcast in before, we'll pre-record one before you leave. Yeah, we might have to do one with me being international. We could do a bit of a, <laughs> yeah. be too bad. Oh no, knowing you mate, you'll be absolutely wasted. Um, I'll be at, I'll be at the pub with a couple of gin and tonics. You will. Actually, I'll be by the pool. Yeah, well, I'm in Australia. It's going to be hot. Yeah. Be in the mankini. Borat. Oh, it looked like Borat in the mankini. Beautiful sight. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right, guys. Well, all right. Have a good week, and thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks to all uh, for listening to the Alternative Property Management Show. Uh, big thanks to our main sponsors of the show, Renty, Will Alexander. We absolutely love your work. Make sure you get your tickets for the PMC 2022, which is on the 14th and the 15th of November at Tapapa in Wellington. Uh, over 50% of the tickets have now been sold. Uh, so, you know, it's that, that's over 100 so far. We want to try and get it up to, uh, I think, 250 is the capacity. And, um, yeah, so, you know, look forward to seeing you there and tune in again next week for the Alternative Property Management Show. Thanks a lot, guys, and see you later.
See ya. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, powered by Renty and the PMC.